0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for this edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And if you were here a week ago, you heard our first interview with my friend Eamon McMullen, who lives in London, England now. I won't give you his background again, but if you missed it last week, uh, be sure to listen to that. And Eamon, I want to say hello and welcome back.
1: Thank you for inviting me back. It was a great experience the first time and uh, sharing with you guys and imparting God's love and grace.
0: Thank you. And you do that so well. You do it on YouTube, you do it on Facebook, and you do it in person. And so if you don't mind, just tell us about that, how you interact with people personally on a day-by-day basis.
1: Yes. Well, obviously, like you mentioned, I do share online on YouTube and Facebook and on the internet. I think the internet is a great broadcasting tool to broadcast. And obviously, everybody's broadcasting on the internet. But my heart is to touch my immediate world, my the physical world I live in. Obviously, I work in construction, so I always want to share, although I don't have much time to share when I'm working because everybody's so focused on what they're doing. But I am actually an evangelist. I'm a teacher. If you listen to my YouTube videos, you'll see that I actually am a teacher where I explain things, particularly the scriptures. But I also function as an evangelist as well. I'm like a 100% evangelist. So I'm always reaching out to people to lead them to Christ. And one of the ways I do it in in London, I was always trying to figure out how can I communicate this to people? Because a lot of times people, how do you make a connection? For example, if I went to a prison and people had to sit there and listen to me and they didn't have a choice, that would be great, (laughs) right? Because I'd have a captive audience and I could really impart grace to them and really download the lot in them. But, you know, I'm not in a prison. You know, I'm just relating to people here in the UK and London, and it's very, how do I get a captive audience? How do I lock people in where they're actually going to listen to what, I'm, what I've what i got to say? At least years ago, I just walk up to people and start talking about God, or, and I found I'd get a lot of rejection. <laughs> it was probably a 95 98% failure rate in terms of communicating with people and making inroads where they actually listen to you. Normally it's just, no, I'm not interested. You can't really get anywhere with them. And I was just sitting, trying to figure out how could I actually make real connections with people and how can I find the people who are interested? They're receptive. They actually want to listen because as far as I'm aware, I have an awareness uh, and a sense that there are multitudes of people who they're maybe not interested in religion, but they're definitely interested in God and discovering something beyond themselves, they have a sense, they maybe don't have the words for it, but they know that God exists, but they kind of look at the church, no, it's not us, Not no, 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 I'm not going there. (laughs) So I thought, how can I connect with these people who've got an open heart to God's love and goodness, but they maybe have a wrong view of God, so they're not gonna go to church because of the wrong view that they've been given. I kind of hit upon this idea of just writing a letter and just putting in that letter an authentic experience that I had with God. Something that happened to me that was authentic, not telling people what they have to believe, but just sharing something that actually really happened to me. So, I'd be kind of witnessing to something that I knew and is real. So, I just worded this letter and put a few experiences in it that I had with God's unconditional love that It caused my heart to be awakened to the love of God and the existence of God and that God loves all people and there's hope for all people. So I just wrote this in a letter, a very simple letter, and I give it to people everywhere I go. If I see a group of men in the local park playing football, not when they're playing football, but after getting changed, I will just run right into the middle of them when they're getting changed, packing up. I'll just run right into the middle of them and just say, hey guys, I had this amazing experience and I put what happened to me in a letter. I had this wonderful spiritual experience and I wrote it down and do you like to take one? And a lot of people just take it because they're going to be able to read that later in their own time. They maybe don't have time to stand and listen to me talk to them there and then, that moment, but okay, this guy's had an experience. He's put it in a letter. I'll take it home. I'll read it later. So I do it everywhere, in the park, in the street, If I see people standing at a bus stop, like three or four people, four people standing in a queue on the bus stop, I will stop and I will say (laughs) the same thing. I had this wonderful experience, guys, and I put it down in a letter. If you'd like to take this letter, you can uh, take it, read it later. I do it when I get on the train on the way home from work. It might be 40, 100, 200 people on the train, all in different carriages, As soon as I go into the carriage, I make an announcement. Hello, everybody! I had this amazing experience, spiritual, wonderful experience, and I wrote it down in a letter. And I'd like to give it to you, share it with you. And uh, if you want to take it, and a lot of people will take it, and I mean a lot, many people won't, but many people will. And then I go to the next carriage and do the same thing. So by the time I get home in my hour journey, I might have given the letter out or spoke to, I don't know, three or four hundred people on the way home from work, just this short thing. Now, out of that, many times I will come across people who will go, tell me about your experience. <laughs> right. So I'll get people who will say something like that. What experience did you have? They'll actually ask me questions. They'll want to know more. And obviously I will talk to those people and you know go more in depth with them personally right there on the spot. Uh, the other thing that happens is people will contact me. They'll send me an email or a text message and say, I got your letter. And they'll start talking about their experience or what's happening to them or, you know, it'll it'll open up a dialogue and it'll be a connection and a friendship or a relationship or something will come out of it. The reason I do this is because we have got this amazing grace and goodness and the world is really, star. people are starving for the goodness and love of God. And we are witnesses to his life and resurrection because we've experienced the resurrection. We've got the spirit and we're not to be hoarders with that. We're to be givers. We give out this goodness. That's part of the what's called the Great Commission. We don't do it from a workspace idea. You know, we're not like it was before we have to do this. The point is we've got this glorious life flowing in us. There's this river of life flowing in us. And we're not to lock it up. We're full of it. We're full of goodness and life and good. And so when we give, we don't become weary in doing good. We giver, we're givers. We're like God, generous. God is super generous. So this is what I do, you know, and anyone can do this. Anyone can put down, everyone's got something to give, right? I don't care what you might think. I'm not a spiritual person. Some people say, well, I couldn't do that because, you know, that's just not my personality. I'm like, well, have you got a mouth, right? (laughs) Can you talk to people? Can you say hello to someone? Just be friendly, (laughs) right? Right? Just be a little bit friendly, smile at someone. <laughs> like, let me give you an example. One day I was sitting in a coffee shop. It's about a year and a half ago. There were the to- I-, I was at the table that was next to the toilets. So this lady came in and she was in a wheelchair and she was waiting to go to the toilet because someone was in the toilet. So she was in the queue. And I, I spoke to her while she was waiting because I was in the table. I said, hi, how are you? And she goes, I'm Okay. And I said, uh, okay. She talked a little bit. And I said, oh, listen, I want to give you this letter. I had this really wonderful experience, uh, spiritual experience. So take this letter. And anyway, that was that. She went into the toilet and then she came back out and she started talking to me as she came back out. And she started telling me all her problems. And after about 30 minutes of talking, nonstop, telling me all her problems, all the things that happened to her, all this, you know, it was just a, it was a, quite a sorry story, one thing after the other all the bad stuff that happened to her and everything. She started to go into repeat. And I thought, how can I actually change this subject here and get her to stop talking? And well, how can I help her in some way? So I kind of interrupted her after about 30 minutes and said, "Uh, what do you want? She said, I want to go to university. I'd love to write a book. I said, "Okay. have you wrote anything before? She said, no. I said, "Okay." I said, can you tell me something good? Because up to that point, she'd said nothing positive. She was just offloading all her hurt and her pain. That's okay, right? She was just offloading all this stuff. I said, can you tell me something good about yourself? Can you tell me something good and positive about you? She says, well, I think I'm a wonderful person. So she told me she thought about herself, but actually she's a wonderful person. And I said, well, that's really good. We've identified you and I that you are actually a wonderful person, okay? Now, could you believe that, that you're a wonderful person? She says, yeah, I can believe that. I said, okay, so we can get you to believe that you're a wonderful person. Now, could you write on a piece of paper, you are a wonderful person? She says, yes. I said, okay. Could you write it out 100 times or print it out 100 times in, in 100 different pieces of paper and give it out to random people as you go about your business? You are a wonderful person just randomly give it out to people. Do you think if you gave that to someone who's just sitting at the bus stop and just walk up to them, don't put your name on it, don't put anything on it, just put you're a wonderful person. Do you think it would make them smile? She said, yeah. I said, you should do that. You should do that. You should just write on that you're a wonderful person. Because first of all, you believe you're a wonderful person. Now, if you start to give that out, it's gonna make other people aware that they're wonderful but it's also gonna do something else. It's gonna reinforce the fact within yourself that you are a wonderful person, because as you give, you reinforce that reality within yourself. You're giving out the fact that you're wonderful, but you're also making others aware that they're also wonderful. And you're reinforcing it within yourself and within them in the act of giving. And this is what we are. We are givers of the good news. We are projectors. And it says in Ephesians chapter 2 that, you know, he raised us up and seated us with him in heavenly places in order that in the coming ages, he would put us on display to exhibit all the manifold wonders of his glorious grace. We are manifestors. We are a work of art in God's eyes. And he's putting us on display to this wonderful grace and goodness that we contain and we are. And we just do it by being friendly with people. (laughs) (laughs) just being ourselves and giving it away. And just don't be, uh, we're not timid. We're not shy. Uh, And it is okay if you've got a shy, timid personality. You might think I'm a confident person looking at me, amen. But actually, naturally speaking, I'm quite timid. But I don't live for the natural man. I identify with Christ, the reality of who I really am. So we're just friendly. We're generous. We give. So this is my thinking in this communicating with people. And this is why I do it. Well, it's yeah. just part of who I am.
0: That's wonderful. What an encourager that you are. And I can just imagine people getting your letters and hearing you say things to them like you're a wonderful person. Uh, it has to resonate with their spirit in them that's already one with Christ. and uh, yes, it, it
1: awakens it, people.
0: Yeah, it does. And that you mentioned, Eamon, that uh, you had some early experience with Charlie and Paula Slagle. Before we finish today, would you tell a little bit about that?
1: Oh, okay. Well, when I was a young believer, I'd been a Christian for about a year, and obviously I didn't know anything really much about God, but I did believe in God, and I had some sort of sense that I was loved by God, although I was quite confused, and I had a lot of issues because of I was very young and, you know, we all carry a bit of, quite a bit of dysfunction <laughs> within ourselves. So uh, after about a year of being a believer, I got to the point of thinking, I was in a church and I was like looking at what's going on in this church. They were kind of falling apart. There was a split going on it, and they were fighting with each other <laughs> about all sorts of crazy things, which I didn't really know what was going on. Me, personally, I didn't really understand it. But they were all very upset with each other in this church. And I was only a Christian for a year. <laughs> but at the same time, they were trying to prophesy and do these miracles. And didn't really look like much miracles or prophecy or nothing supernatural to me. It just looked like uh, trying, but really nothing happening. So anyway, they said to me, uh, we're going to this meeting at the weekend, like a conference, like a weekend away, like a retreat, and you can come. And uh, so I went along. I sort of tagged along, but I'd never seen anything supernatural before or anything like that. And uh, I went along and Charles and Paula Slegel were ministering. This is the first time I've seen them. They were kind of worship leading. They would also speak to people, kind of speak. Charles would speak a little bit. And they seemed to be, you know, pointing at people saying, you've got this in your life and God is healing you of this. And it seemed, I thought, I wonder what this is about. It sounds... I wonder, is this supernatural? He seemed to be saying God is doing miracles. And I remember saying to God, God, I've had enough of this Christianity stuff, this faith stuff. This is hard. I don't seem to be making any progress here. But, you know, if you want to do something, I kind of laid down a little challenge, you secretly in my heart. And I I was sitting at the back of this auditorium. There was about 500 people there, and Charles actually pointed me out and told me to come down. i never met him before in my life. He was from America. I was living in UK. He'd never seen me before five hundred people. He didn't know where I was. But he started to prophesy over me using the prophetic gift. And uh, he was telling me stuff that I was going on in my life when I was a little boy, and stuff that no one else knew. <laughs> right. And he also prophesied a lot of stuff that I would do in the future, you know, gifts and callings that I, that God had put within me. But I realized at that point that this was not a man or Charles. This was God, the Spirit. This God was real. <laughs> God was really, really, really. He really knew me. He knew everything about me. That He was just working in Charles and through Charles by the Spirit. I realized this. I was blown away. And uh, that's, I, I put my hand up and said, "Your yeah, God is definitely real." <laughs> right from that point on. <laughs> Oh, this is real. That is not humanly possible. He got into such detail. So, anytime Charles and Paula would travel to the UK or visit the UK, and Charles and Paula have traveled all over the world, anytime Charles and Paula would travel to the UK, I would sometimes go to the meeting, their meetings, if it was in, Lo- in the London area. And I kind of observed them over a, over a number of years. I didn't relate to them personally, I didn't know them personally because. They were kind of an up there ministry, you know, with the leadership and that I was kind of uh, just at the back kind of observing. But I did observe that, yeah, there was a powerful prophetic gift operating through Charles and Paula, very miraculous gift operating through them. They were touching thousands of people. But I also observed just the, the whole heart of Charles and Paula, this revelation of God, Abba, Father, and just the grace that they exuded Because in that period of time, I also came across other prophetic ministries, people with authentic gifts in the prophetic. They did have some kind of supernatural thing going on with them. But what I noticed about Charles and Paula was they did exude a grace that I didn't really see in many other people, in their character. It was obvious that God was manifesting in their character, not just in the prophetic gift, but also in their character. And that was a great encouragement to me as a young believer, so I, I would often rely on that. I was seeing the father working in Charles and Paula. It was a wonderful encouragement to me. Blessed couple.
0: They are. They've helped a lot of people and they've influenced you and you're helping a lot of people as well. And it's fascinating to me. You you can see grace. Uh, you can see grace in other people. You can you can see and hear grace in their words, not just when they're talking about grace, but uh, it's tangible. And, and what we're seeing, of course, is Christ in them, who is grace. Personified, and it's interesting in the Book of Acts. Uh, you know, there are a couple of different times it talks about how much grace was upon the people. Well, how would you know that? You see it. <laughs> you you see
1: it in there. It's an actual dimension. It's a, it's a living reality. It's something that exists everywhere. It's just people's minds are their consciousness is not able to see it at that moment. And that's why we communicate it. Yeah. We raise their consciousness to well, so we are actually pulling back the curtain to allow people to see this grace that fills up everything. It's actually a living substance, a living reality that's full of spiritual nutrients, the spiritual nutrients of God, the body of Christ, resurrection life. And it's everywhere.
0: It's so fun to be able to do that, isn't it? it's awesome yeah it is Uh, well Damon our time is up and this has been such a delight and uh, I'm so glad that Our listeners get to connect with you, and and I know some of them already have. And I really encourage everybody to check out Eamon. Uh, He's going to tell you how in just a minute and to listen to his teaching and his encouragement, because I have and I've certainly been blessed, and I know you all will, too. So, Eamon, take just a minute to tell people again how they can connect with you.
1: Well, you can connect with me on YouTube by just putting my name in, Eamon McMullen and I'm sure that Paul will put a link or write my name up on the screen Mm -hmm. for you to see that or in some description box below. Uh, So, YouTube, Eamon McMullen, or Facebook, again, Eamon McMullen, and also I've got a website, uh, puregraceworld.com, all one word, puregraceworld.com. I've just started it, so I'm adding content to it now. There'll be a couple of things there already, like an article and a video, but that will be New things will be added to that on a weekly and monthly basis. So it'll be a resource site. So you can check it out if you wish. So puregraceworld.com. Great. And that's how you can connect with me and avail yourself of the resources that I'm projecting and giving out
0: and i i hope people will do that i've seen your youtube videos and of course on facebook and gone to your website and i can testify that people will indeed be blessed and uh, i look forward to staying connected with you and finding other times and ways who knows uh, maybe you'll come to uh, kansas or i'll come to london or we'll meet uh, oh
1: i'd love to somewhere <laughs> between yeah yeah, yeah. so cause oh, some trouble in kansas yeah <laughs>
0: Well, Eamon, thank you so much for being with us for these episodes. It's, it's really been a pleasure for me to to spend this time with you.
1: Well, I also, I've enjoyed it. and It's great to make this connection with you, Paul, and with, with your listeners.
0: Thanks. And thank all of you for listening, for being with us again on Grace to All with Paul Gray. We'll see you all next time. Continue to grow in grace. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you,